live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. How fast the week goes. Slick Rick, Scott Sports, sitting right there. Rick Delgado is going to do the news. Big what even is that coming up tomorrow? Make sure you're here for that. Mr. Delgado, how are you? Yellow. Look, I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I, I was ready to go. I, I got the yellow shirt to match, match you, but two banana brains. And uh, uh, Well, you missed the memo because you won banana short there tonight. I guess so. <laughs> and I'm stuck between the Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the Blues Brothers. That's exactly right. So, uh, well, it looks good but, on you, though. It does look good. Get a free bowl of soup with that shirt yes, or what? Yes, I do. 2 a.m. Naked Hammer Fight Club. You yeah, should have worn that tomorrow should, uh, for what even is that? Maybe I'll wear it I'll be it wearing again. mine. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear it again. Okay. Very, oh, that's yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, Rick Delgado is going to do the news. Slick Rick's here. Going to do sports. Slick, how are you? Good. Big D. How are we doing tonight? Uh, we're doing very good, other than the fact that our country is being run by um, what is essentially a mob boss family. And that would consist of Joe Biden as the, I guess, mob boss. And then his right-hand guy is uh, Merrick Garland. And then his right-hand um, person is Lisa Monaco. And then her right-hand person is the guy down in... Um, What's his name? Graves. Yeah. Matthew Graves, who's too busy rounding up trespassers down on uh, for January 6th to be worried about doing anything on Hunter Biden, which we'll get into tonight. I, I, I cannot remember reading something. I could just put the period there. But let me just continue. <laughs> I can't remember reading something like I read this document today, not the whole thing, but at least the first quarter of it, the testimony of the whistleblower. Oh, the IRS whistleblower. And, and feeling like even though I was reading slowly, like my mouth kept dropping, my jaw kept dropping open. Like I had this con- con- constant thought in my head going, wait, what? <laughs> no, wait, wait, what did he say? Wait, they did what? I did it throughout the whole thing today. And I don't know how many of you have seen all of this, none of it, some of it. But we're going to dig into this the way we dig into things here. And I have the whistleblower's complaint here, starting on page 11, which is where I'm going to start. And I've gone through it. And highlighted all of the areas I want to make sure I bring to your attention. Representative Jason Smith, though, we're going to start with him because he was out. He gave a presser today, and I cut out the two main parts that I wanted you to hear from his presser. uh, Because it's a good setup for the whole thing. So, Aaron, let's pull up the Ways Ways and Means Committee uh, presser part one. Here is uh, Representative Jason Smith, the Ways and Means Committee. No, no, not that. We'll get to that. That's uh, the video that's from the box, part one. Ways and Means, part one. Um, do we have that? There you go. Part one. Not one. Here we go. But two IRS employees are blowing the whistle with evidence that the federal government is not treating taxpayers equally when enforcing tax laws. The whistleblowers were working on an investigation into Hunter Biden that opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of a separate corporate investigation by the IRS. Let me emphasize, this was an investigation in the ordinary course of work at the IRS. It was not ordered by any individual, any chairman, or any political entity. 
The testimony we released today shows the IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, totaling 17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. Whistleblowers detail foreign payments to Mr. Biden, including 664,000 from the Chinese company State Energy HK, a large diamond worth $80,000 and a Porsche worth $142,000. These payments are just a fraction of the total, but they provide insight into a world of wealth and influence that no ordinary American would recognize. And what plea deal did Mr. Biden just receive? A slap on the wrist for charges that have put other Americans behind bars. As I said, the federal government is not treating all taxpayers equally. Number two, whistleblowers claim the Biden Department of Justice is intervening and overstepping when it comes to the investigation of the president's son. Despite what whistleblowers described as a clear-cut case for tax liability on these payments, IRS investigators say they found themselves hamstrung internally. The testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence, recurring unjustified delays, unusual actions outside the normal course of any investigation, a lack of transparency across the investigation and prosecution teams, and bullying and threats from the defense counsel. This was a campaign of delay, divulge, and deny. Yeah. Wow. The three it, Ds. It was actually worse than that. It was a campaign of sabotage is what it was. It was a campaign of targeted sabotage besides all of the things that he just described. That's what it was. And if you're not a whistleblower who's blowing the whistle on Donald Trump, the Democrats will attack your character, as we saw with the FBI whistleblowers a month or so ago when they came to Congress. The Democrats attacked them, attacked their character. Uh, John Durham's testimony yesterday, say what you will about it, whether you liked it, didn't like it. What did the Democrats do? Again, attack the man's character. Um, and now again today, the IRS whistleblowers. And you've seen basically almost no coverage of this today. I saw Lester Holt on NBC did like five minutes on it, which is five minutes more than anyone else has done on it, which is why you have ultimate contempt for the people in the media. That is why you have ultimate contempt for these people because they continue to run cover for their guy. And there is a disturbing piece as I was all ready to go tonight with exactly I knew where I wanted to go, how I wanted to go, <laughs> right before we come on air, there's a disturbing piece in the Wall Street Journal. Because I was watching TV today, 
as I was reading this document going, what, what? He said, what? And I was thinking to myself, man, they're doing, I mean, I, the, 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 tra- the, the disaster of the, the Titanic um, submarine thing obviously is a disaster and we feel horrible yeah. for how that has now ended. Here's the problem. As I'm watching this going, why is no one paying, even Fox, which I had, because I have all three networks on in my office all the time, MSNBC, CNN, and Fox, so I watch everything. And I'm thinking to myself, man, they're spending hours upon hours. Every guest is on the submarine. And, this is, and at this time, we mm-hmm. didn't know whether it was over or not. We didn't know this wreckage they had found. I'm thinking they're spending no time on this, and there are a lot of hours on this thing. So the Wall Street Journal tonight, right before 8 o'clock, puts out an exclusive piece. This, this is unbelievable, if true. The Biden administration knew as early as I believe Saturday or Sunday when this thing launched. I heard it was Sunday, yeah. Sunday, that this thing had imploded and they didn't tell anybody and let people think that those people were still alive. And I watched four hours of TV today with every guest saying, well, what are they doing if they're uh, not? How are they preserving? The, how are they uh, trying to uh, not use all the oxygen? What do you do in this case? What are they doing in this case? Every expert was on every network talking about this. Yeah. And now we find out, according to the Wall Street Journal, you should pull this article up so I don't screw it up because yeah, I haven't read it yet. I just saw the headline. That the Biden administration, the U.S. Navy, knew from their sonar listening, whatever they had in the area, that this thing had capsized or imploded, whatever they call mechanically, whatever they're calling it, on Sunday, Come. and didn't release it till today, knowing that the FBI whistleblower stuff was coming out today on Hunter. Meanwhile, all day, people thought those people had a chance to get out of there. Which, if that's true, I, I'm not even, I mean, I just don't even know what to say about it. Nope how evil these people are besides all of the stuff that we're dealing with, with this actual, the disclosures, but the story in the wall street journal is, um, is disturbing. You have it? No, not yet. I'm still trying to effort that. It should be right on the homepage. Um, so, okay, so that kind of threw me off because I was ready to go, and then I read this, and I just said, well, that explains why all day on TV, yeah. nobody was covering the Hunter Biden thing. They were all covering the course because we wanted to see pe- five people's lives saved. And, of course, this is what the administration must have been thinking. Well, let them spend all their time on that. Like, it, uh, even saying that, I, it's, it's, it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, it, it sounds crazy because you're like, well, why would they do that? Want me to pull it up? Yeah, I mean, I found it here, but I don't have a subscription, so I can't read it. Uh, but according to at least the beginning part of it, U.S. Navy heard what it believed was Titan implosion days ago. Underwater microphones are designed to, to detect enemy submarines first detected the Titan tragedy. The U.S. Coast Guard on Thursday said all five passengers aboard a missing submersible were believed to be dead after the remote vehicle found debris near the Titanic shipwreck. Top secret military acoustic detection system designed to spot enemy submarines 
first heard what the Navy suspected was the Titan submissible implosion hours after it began its voyage, officials involved with the search said. So if that's true, they have been sitting on this Mm -hmm. all week long. Wow. Waiting for the perfect. Hey, bad news about Biden. Break glass. What do we got? They had they basically had a ready made story and they just had to make sure nobody talked about it. You know, uh, revealed what actually happened until Thursday. How insane is that? How sick and twisted is that? I I thought it was strange with all the technology we have that they couldn't, you know, locate that or find out about it. Now that explains my guesswork. Talk about a convenient smokescreen when five people's lives we thought were hanging in the balance and all the time they never were. We lost them on probably Saturday or Sunday and they knew about it and didn't say anything until the following Thursday. And they say they contacted the families today. I mean, that's, that's unspeakable evil. Yeah, that is. All right, we're going to get into the whistleblower's disclosures when we get back. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday. Roll call coming up. past the hour live from studio 6b on a thursday night glad you're in so much to get to tonight i could do six hours yeah uh mostly around this irs whistleblower testimony that was released today i want to get into it i have the actual testimony gone through it highlighted the parts i want to go through with you um because you need to know what's going on in your country and it's not good and i i don't know that remember a time we've ever seen a class of people like what we have here um to, to say they think they're, I don't even know how to describe what's going on. Not, it's not even that they, I mean, yep. short of they're running, they run their business like a mob organization would run their business to enrich themselves and use their position to empower themselves. I'm not really sure what else. It's like a cartel. Yeah. I mean, is that, that's, that's not over dramatic. That's not overly, that's, right? I mean, how else would you describe it? That's the exact way you you need to describe it because that's what it is. I mean, they're in, it, it is like, you know, um, the mafia where you control the judge, you control the police, you control everything. So good luck, you know, if somebody comes knocking on your door and wants to extort money from you, uh, who are you going to call the police? Oh, well, they're in with the extorters. Who's in with the judge? Who's in with, you know, the people who run everything? So, so where are you going to go? You're gonna to have to leave town, but that's basically it. They, they, the government has become so corrupted that I think most people they still don't understand. Like you know, you know when you when we talk about well, what does it matter? Durham did this, this guy did this, and and we found out, but nothing ever happens to these people. And again, 
you know, yes, that's a tragedy right there. But I think it's important for people to know that this stuff is really going on. It's not it's not hyperbole. It's not it's not, you know, some some John Grisham novel. It, it's real life. I, I feel like the kid just came out of the dentist's office. This is real life. Yes. Believe it or not. Everything that we were growing up and what we learned in school about how great our country was and, and how benevolent we tried to be as a people in welcoming, how we have this melting pot, how how you have a, you know you have your rights to to live free and and all these things are now being just crapped upon by the same people who were crapping on us from across the pond 250 years ago, but now they're here doing it. And they're using a different system, basically, um, that's called communism, to crush everybody down. And, and, and I think people are still having trouble kind of, kind of, you know, understanding where we have, how far we have fallen, and unfortunately how quickly it's happened. It's almost like we're all Neos, at least in this room and the people watching who have been watching and have been paying attention. We're all Neos. We know this is the Matrix. But, but we've got to shake those other people to wake them up, if anything, just to see it so they can say, hey, wait, so they can start asking questions themselves because it, we, we can't yell at them. You know, you know, it's like trying to yell uh, or scream at somebody into doing the right thing. They're not going to do it because you're yelling at them. We got to just show them. And I think that's that's part of hopefully what we're doing here is, you know, kind of as new people are finding us, maybe, you know, even by mistake and be like, wait, what are these guys talking about? Are you serious? Is that what's really happening? Because I didn't get that from MSNBC. I didn't get that from CNN. I don't even get that from Fox. What? And to, you know, kind of expose it because I think a lot of this stuff needs to be exposed. Like you were saying, nobody was, nobody was running that, that IRS stuff. They were running, they were running, you know, the, 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 you know, bleeds it leads, you know, the, unfortunately for the people on that uh, submersible, that was the big story. And if what you're saying, if, and you know what, I, I'm not going to say if what you're saying is true. It's probably true, right? Yeah. You almost have to lead with that because yeah. you can't believe you could just say, it's like, it's, I feel slimy even saying it. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. It's almost like you need like confirmation that that's what they did. Cause you don't want to, it's, a, it's yeah. so low rent. You don't want to admit that the people that we trust are such scumbags. They knew this on Sunday and they yeah. didn't release it till this today. Phenomenal. Because they knew the Hunter plea was going to be this week. <sighs> and then this comes out today. Some judge has got to look at that Hunter plea bargain and not, and I, I don't know the minutia of what exactly happens from now, but there's got to be right. some way that that thing's not accepted or blocked or, or something. Well, I, I guess that power does rest with the judge to either accept the plea or not. So who knows? I mean, when I get into this, when uh, we get into this transcript of what this guy said, I mean, it, if you haven't seen it or read it, you're going to have the same reaction I had. You're going to say, wait, wait, what did he just read to me? What did Damon just say? Because you're not going to believe how corrupt these people are. Yeah. And it's, and again, it blows your mind because... You know, we grow up thinking, you know, our country rules and, you know, we bring people in and, and you know, it's all about, uh, you know, the, the melting pot of America. That's why, you know, all these communities are so different. You can go to different places like a Chinatown, like, like you know, uh, Little Havana, and you can experience their food and their culture. But we're all still, you know, we're all still on the same team. Um, these people are not on our team, unfortunately. For us, they're in charge. 
and they don't care about our team. They don't care about us. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions oh, for some people coming out of this. A lot of questions. Oh, yeah. All right, let's do some sports, though. And here with sports is uh, Slick Rick. Sports uh, is brought to you by MyPillow. Mike Lindell. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on? After that story, I don't know where else to go, but to the rodeo. We got the <laughs> Reno Rodeo Challenge, Big D, Reno Livestock Event Center, and where else? Reno, Nevada. Great place. And here we go. This is going to be running right through the 24th through Saturday night. We are at Bareback, second round leader, Oren Larson, 87 points on Flying Five Rodeos, Miss Major, Steer Wrestling. We have Dakota Eldridge, 3.6 seconds. Team Roping, Dustin Esquiza and Levi Lord, 4.6 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Cade Bruno, 85 points on Flying Five Star Rodeo Major Spirit. And tie down, second round, Dakota Felton, 8.3 seconds. Bow Racing, Alyssa O'Reilly, 17.11 tenths. Those are the scores I have in so far for the week. And there'll be more over the weekend. We'll have a full recap, of course, on Monday with this rodeo. Uh, and, uh, well, I got one quick story I can get to, Big D. How about this one? Nerd War, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg agree to cage fight. <laughs> Lucas Nolan of Breitbart. Yes, you heard it here. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, two of the world's leading tech billionaires, recently engaged in a humorous social media exchange about a potential cage fight. Zuckerberg has been training in mixed martial arts for some time now. It is unclear if Mark Musk has any combat experience whatsoever. When Musk uh, proposed the match, Zuck responded, send me location. BBC News reports that Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter and CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, are Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, now known as Meta have uh, seemingly agreed to compete in a cage fight after engaging in a surprising Twitter conversation. The back and forth, which has since gone viral, started when Musk said he was up for the cage fight with Zuckerberg in a tweet. Zuckerberg replied by sharing a screenshot of Musk's tweet along with the request, send me location, while Musk uh, was likely living up to the billing given to him by Donald Trump as a BS artist. Signs point to Zuckerberg being more serious. When questioned about the exchange on Facebook, uh, a spokesperson responded, the story speaks for itself. So they're talking about possibly doing something in the Vegas octagon. I don't think it's ever going to happen, Big D. I can't possibly see it. And besides, Elon Musk isn't exactly in great shape. I saw a picture of him on somebody's yacht, preferable, presumably his, and uh, he doesn't look like he's ready to go. But he does says he has a special move. He has a move called the walrus. This is, uh, <laughs> this is Elon Musk. He says, where he lays on the opponent and they cannot get up. And I can see that happening. I can see Twitter laying on Facebook and putting, putting him in the old show called Big D. What I, don't I, tell you? Uh, I don't think there's any truth to that story whatsoever. <laughs> uh, to I what? None. The fight? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it was something I, I, I had for like the last two days. I never got to it that they were talking about it. And then, yeah, as Rick points out, they're going to go through with it. Oh, they're talking about the octagon. Everybody's going to be in the octagon. Me and Slick Rick, by the way, are going to be in the octagon. I'm gonna, I mean, wow. every, everybody's going to be in the octagon. The boxer guy is going to be in the octagon against John Jones. Uh, one of the Logan Paul or his brother, they're going to be in the octagon. Oh, Everybody's yeah, going to be in the octagon because it's so easy to just jump on in there. It uh-huh. is. Oh, Let's yeah. go, Dan. The is president easy. will be there too, Big D. Rudnason. It is easy to jump in. It's just not easy to get out once they get your ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, we'll do news with Delgado coming up, and then we'll get into this whistleblower testimony. Joe Reek from My Patriot Supply, though, joins us next.
past the hour live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Real America's voice. Uh, all our friends in the getter chat. We'll get to roll call here in a second. Maybe we'll do a top of the hour. That'll be our time to do it at 9 o'clock because I'll, ne- I'll never remember to do it at 8 ever. So uh, Rick Delgado is going to do some more news. Rick Emirati's got sports. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Please welcome right now back to the show. He is the vice president of sales at My Patriot Supply, and that is our friend Joe Reek. Joe, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing tonight? Very good. Thanks for coming on. A lot of new listeners since the, probably the last time you were on, and we uh, talk about My Patriot Supply. And I think people saw just even recently, you see what happened with that highway in Philadelphia collapsing out of the blue. You just never know when things go wrong. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Obviously, right now, inflation still running extremely hot. So, First of all, tell the, tell the audience why they need to think about emergency food and why they should be stocking up. Well, we see what's going on in the world right now, and there are so many different things that affect our day-to-day. And here at My Patriot Supply, we try to educate Americans to be self-sufficient, to understand that when it comes to emergency preparedness, nobody's going to come save you except for yourself. So you got to do the work yourself in order to get prepared because you don't know what life is going to throw at you. You know, a lot of people like to think of, oh my gosh, you know, you're doomsday or you're, you're a prepper or whatnot, but that's simply not the case anymore. We've all been through some pretty tough times and we're going to be in, in for some a lot more troubling times, especially the way that this economy is going. And there's a lot of factors that affect that too. You know, the, the cost of rice is going up, the cost of wheat is going up, the lack of production in the wheat fields and in the in the crops. That All of it circles back to having us not get prepared. That is going to affect us, you know, in our pocketbook. And so now is the time for people to really take heed and understand that anything can happen. You know, it doesn't have to be a natural disaster. It doesn't have to be a global pandemic. You know, if mom or dad loses his job, they still have to provide for their family. And this is a way that you can provide that peace of mind that if anything were to happen to you and your family, you can rest assured that you can still provide for them in those troubling times. Yeah, I know. I think the I think the biggest thing, like you said, is when you think about people, um, even the pandemic, obviously, that was something no one expected. And we all remember what it was like getting around trying to find paper towels or trying to find food or trying to find certain things. But when people think about having to become self-reliant, it's almost like they still they're not really sure. It's almost you got to still like you got to pull them into the water to make them drink it because they still think eh, self-reliant. What, what's my plan for becoming really self-reliant that I don't already do? Do you have a plan? What's the plan that you guys um, are proponents of for becoming truly self-reliant these days? Well, I think the thing, too, is a lot of people don't know where to start because it can be a pretty overwhelming experience, a pretty overwhelming thing to get into. What we recommend here at My Patriot Supply, you got to start simple. Keep it very, very simple. And we've prepared several different packages that accomplish that for you. So whether you have one person that you're providing for or whether you have an entire family for, here at My Patriot Supply, we partnered with, with Real American Voices Network to provide these specials for you. For example, right now you can save over $80 on a four-week emergency food supply kit. So this is a kit that will provide you with enough food, enough calories for four weeks of survival. It comes with 16 different meal varieties. You get it, you put it away because it has up to a 25-year shelf life. And I recommend that each member of your family have at least, at a bare minimum, at least a four-week supply of emergency food stored away. Yeah. And uh, I think we talked about this last time, but in, in the case of an emergency, one of the things I think that you guys separates you guys is 
Uh, you know, you have a lot of warehouses. You're really prepared. You have that inventory that if something was to happen, you could handle a like a surge in orders, correct? Absolutely. You know, we are a preparedness company and we do take that to heart. You know, with with our distribution network that we have set up here, if you go to preparewithrav.com or you go to mypatriotsupply.com, if you place an order, you can get your order within two days. Anywhere in the country, guaranteed delivery right to your door. So for those who like to procrastinate a little bit, we still got you covered. And one thing we didn't talk about last time you were on, Joe, is the disaster replacement warranty. Tell the audience and tell me a little bit about that. Well, this is a unique thing that is exclusive to my Patriot Supply. So let's say, for instance, if you were in an unfortunate scenario where your home burned down or it was destroyed for some reason or another, if you had made a purchase with my Patriot Supply, we will replace 100% your emergency food supply. So regardless of what happens to you with that disaster replacement warranty, you can again have that peace of mind that we will have your backs and we will get you taken care of. So it's as simple as submitting a form, enrolling in that particular program for us, and that if you ever find yourself in that situation, you can rest assured that my Patriot Supply will have your back and we will replace and get you everything that you had purchased from us up until that point. Joe Reek, love having you on your show. Preparewithrav.com. Go to preparewithrav.com right now. Check it out, Joe. Thanks so much. My pleasure. You guys be safe. You too. Joe Reek from My Patriot Supply, preparewithrav.com. Go check it out. Live from Studio 6B, 35 past, past the hour. Uh, let's do some news. And here with that is Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by our friends at Early Treatment Meds. Early Treatment Meds. Rick Delgado, what's going on? Oh, man, there's a lot going on, like you said. Tons of uh, things that have been breaking regarding the, uh, of course, the um, submersible, the whistleblowers. Uh, I have all this stuff lined up. I don't know which one you're going to jump to first. So let me jump to to a different story altogether, as a matter of fact, just to uh, make sure, because uh, let's face it. There has been so many things changing, uh, you know, when you're talking about the news that's coming out. But there was this uh, attack. And, and again, you know, it, it, it's it's stuff like this where you go, wait, what happened? People, you know, people are nuts. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but there's some people that are not truly nuts out there. And, and you got to be safe. And, and, you know, you're talking about you know, Joe Reek and, and being prepared. And sometimes you can be prepared in real life, like the story coming out of San Diego, which kind of caught my attention, where the San Diego police are investigating after they say a man who said he was a victim of a hate crime was shown on video actually assaulting a pregnant woman. According to the San Diego police, officers received calls about a man attacking a pregnant woman uh, just after 10, uh, 1040 p.m. Uh, just last week. Officers were dispatched and arrived within minutes, but the suspect had already fled the scene. Now, following up, the department said the woman was bleeding, suffering from injuries. When officers arrived, she was taken to the hospital for treatment. Just before midnight, police then received a report in the same area from a man who said he was set on fire. So the investigators went to check it out. They determined that this was the guy. He was the suspect who had battered the pregnant woman from the earlier incident. Investigators have since determined that the pregnant female, she was responsible for the burn injuries. Uh, allegedly, she, I guess she, she fought back, fought back against her attacker. Uh, good for her because, again, you know, she's a pregnant woman. And she's responsible for this for 
possibly setting this guy on fire. Detectives have since located the security footage, and it says that the initial physical assault by the man on the pregnant woman and the subsequent use of fire as a weapon by the pregnant woman on the man. It's a complex investigation, San Diego police said, and detectives are examining all aspects and all allegations. They take all crimes of violence extremely seriously, and they recognize that the community interest in the case and are working to balance transparency and protect, of course, active criminal um, investigation. So, so again, you know, it's almost like you got to keep your head on a swivel. You know, you, you talk about the nonsense coming out of out of our our um, you know out of our our nation, out of our uh, uh, out of D.C. and it makes you scratch your head. But you see that you know some of this lunacy is really just all over the place, and it just. It, it really, it really tests your, uh, you know, your faith in mankind for the most part. George Santos is another guy who's in the news. Remember that uh, he, of course, got into the House of Representatives by lying on his resume. And of course, what did the, what did everybody do? They freaked out. Oh my goodness, he lied on his resume. Well, the Fits people right who, in. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. The people who were supposed to check his resume are very upset. Uh, Representative George Santos had his bail backed uh, by family members. Now, this was a big story because, of course, he was arrested. He was he was supposed to be in jail, but he got bailed out. This is coming from John Solomon's Just News, and it turns out everybody wanted to know who bailed him out of jail. Well, it turns out it was his own family members. A New York Republican's father. Uh, uh, Gersino Dos Santos and his aunt Elma Santos uh, guaranteed the congressman's $500,000 bond, according to the unsealed documents. Uh, Santos had fought to keep their names private after the bail allowed him to be released last month after he pleaded not guilty to 23 federal financial charges. The New York Times had asked a U.S. district judge to uh, have the document unsealed, arguing that it was the public's right to see the court records. Santos' attorney asked the court to deny the request, stating my client would rather surrender to pretrial detainment then subject these surders to what will be in an inevitable what will inevitably come while initial reports stated that three people were guaranteeing his bail one of the individuals backed out the morning of the arrangement due to concerns stemming from the press coverage in the case so you've got that also unfolding um and, and you know again you, you talk about the scruples of the people in D.C. You know, here he is being indicted uh, w- within months of them finding out about what he's done. But you've go, you go through what? 2014 is when they started investigating these IRS allegations against Hunter Biden. And now nine years later, they're ready to just here's a couple of misdemeanor counts and, and shuffle you off back to the White House to be protected by daddy. So someone to, in, someone in the chat said I like George Santos most and most more than most pe- guy, people in New York and isn't that about true? And you look at some of the slime balls that we have in this government. I mean he he doesn't even. I mean he he either fits right in or ranks below some of them. Yeah, you would think I would think he doesn't he ranks, even take the cake. Yeah, he does, he ranks below because he hasn't done anything while he's in office yet. You know you expect you know you expect a little hokey pokey, but. For criminy's sake. Uh, One more story real quick is Alan Dershowitz. This also coming from uh, Just the News says there are people in the FBI and he's speaking about today's FBI who really believe that Trump is Hitler. Yes. Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz said there are people in the FBI that believe former President Trump is the equivalent to Adolf Hitler, Hitler and are out to get him. 
There are patriots in the FBI who honestly believe this. And anything, anything that can be done to get him, and that's what's destroying our civil liberties, Dershowitz said on Wednesday's edition of Just the News, No Noise, with John Solomon. The uh, President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, struck a deal, of course, with federal prosecutors to avoid prison, uh, admitting to two tax crimes and admitting a gun charge. Conservative House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on down uh, derided the plea agreement as a sweetheart deal and a traffic ticket emblematic of the two-tier justice system because it spares Hunter Biden from prison while leaving Donald Trump facing hundreds of years in prison on 71 felonies in two separate indictments. Uh, Dershowitz said the role of the judge in the case is to apply the law fairly, not based on political party affiliation or status. That is the primary rule of the judge to wear blinders, Dershowitz said. Do not uh, do not base justice based on who the person is or what their race is, what their ethnicity is, and what their gender is. Do justice based on only the evidence. That's in the Bible, and that's and that Durham report proves beyond any doubt that they are looking at faces. So there you have it from Alan Dershowitz and uh, John Solomon's Just the News. Hi, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday. Whistleblower testimony coming up. I'll get into it. Make sure you visit us over at livefromstudio6b.com. Keep putting great stuff on the website each and every day. Make sure you sign up for free as a member. So you'll be on the email list. Get on the push notification mobile list. Get a free coupon, 10% off, just for signing up as a member. Do it today. Fourth of July collection is available as of this morning, so you can get that before the fourth. Lots of great stuff on there, live from Studio6B.com. More to do when we get back on a Thursday right after this. Studio 6B on a Thursday. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's going to do some more sports here in a, in a second. Rick Delgado's going to do some more news next hour. We'll do roll call at the top of the hour. Uh, but let's get into this whistleblower disclosure today. And Aaron, if you could put it up in the middle box here uh, so people can see it. And the first thing I want to start with is the actual whistleblower himself that we've heard a lot about. Because he, he makes the point of saying, I have absolutely no political activities in my past. And I think it's important to know this. I vote in the general election. I recently voted in the midterms because of an interest in the process from my children, who I took to witness one of the pillars of this nation, which is the right to vote. I've never given a dollar to any campaign, never attended a campaign event at any level of government, never had a campaign sign on my car, lawn, etc., I do not own and never have owned a T-shirt or a hat with any election topic, so he certainly doesn't have this MAGA by MANA shirt, that's for sure. Yeah. I vote for the candidate, not the party. I have voted for presidents with both an R and a D in front of their names. I speak on this topic so I can try to head off uh, time that might be spent on it. In the end, a fact is a fact, regardless of the political affiliation of the person who brought it to you. I am hoping the whistleblower process will allow me to give this protected disclosure and leave it uh, to you to make your determinations based on what my testimony and the documents say about the investigation. I uh, respect this institution and have faith that the issues I raise will be considered appropriately. I beg of you to protect me from the coming retaliatory storm. 
You are my only hope, and your actions send a message to all out there that see wrongdoing but are terrified to bring it to light. In this country, we believe in the rule of law, and that applies to everyone. There is not a two-track justice system depending on who you are and who you're connected to. But the criminal tax investigation of Hunter Biden, led by the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware, has been handled differently than any investigation I have ever been a part of for the past 14 years of my IRS service. Some of the decisions seem to be influenced by politics. But whatever the motivations, at every stage, decisions were made that had the effect of benefiting the subject, which would be Hunter Biden, of the investigation. These decisions included slow-walking investigative steps, not allowing enforcement actions to be executed, limiting investigators' line of questioning for witnesses, misleading investigators on charging authority, delaying any and all actions months before elections to ensure the investigation did not go overt well before policy memorandum mandated the pause. These are just a few examples. The investigation into Hunter Biden codenamed Sportsman was first opened in November 2018 as an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform. Special Agent X, we'll call it, developed the investigative lead and was assigned to be the original case agent. Now listen to this. Think about the New York Post. Think about Miranda uh, Devine. Think about all the people who reported on this. In October 2019, the FBI became aware that a repair shop had a laptop allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden and that the laptop might contain evidence of a crime. The FBI verified its authenticity in November of 2019 by matching the device number against Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud ID. When the FBI took possession of the device in December 2019, they notified the IRS that it likely contained evidence of tax crimes. Took them 30 days. So wait, what you're saying is that the FBI also knew about tax crimes, alerted the IRS that they had evidence that could be used that could be tax crimes. Is that what you're saying, Damon? Is that, is that what you're getting from this? Took him 30 days. Oh, okay. He says, it became clear to me very quickly this case was being handled differently than I've ever seen before. As early as March 6, 2020, I sent a sensitive case report up through my chain of command at IRS reporting that by mid-March, the IRS would be ready to seek approval for physical search warrants in California, Arkansas, New York, and Washington, D.C., Special Agent X drafted an April 1st, 2020 affidavit establishing probable cause for these physical search warrants. We also plan to conduct approximately 15 contemporaneous interviews at the time. Yet, after former Vice President Joe Biden became the presumptive nominee for the Democrats for president in early April 2020, career DOJ officials dragged their feet on the IRS taking these investigative steps. By June of 2020, those same career officials were already delaying uh, overt investigative actions. This was well before the typical 60 to 90 day period where the DOJ would historically stand down before an election. 
it was apparent that the DOJ was purposely slow walking investigative actions on this matter. Now, now, real quick, just to jump in, because during that time, President Trump was still in office. So there's your, there's so another Bill Barr's example. got a lot of questions. Right. Yeah. There, Answer. But there's exactly. another example of the swamp. You know, these career uh, bureaucrats putting their hand on the scales and basically screwing the uh, the current the president at the time and the American people, because these are crimes against us. Keep in mind. So so there you have the cabal was was still in there working away, protecting their people. That's the way it works. He says, even after investigative steps were denied, enforcement operations were rejected by the DOJ leading to the election in November of 2020. We continued to obtain further leads in the Biden case and prepared for what well, we could go overt. For example, in August 2020, we got results back from the iCloud search warrant. Unlike the laptop, these came to the investigative team from a third-party record keeper and included a set of messages. The messages included material we clearly needed to follow up on. Nevertheless, prosecutors denied investigators' request to develop a strategy to look into the messages and denied investigators' suggestions <clears throat> to obtain location information to see where the texts were sent from, which might have been important for this following one. For example, <laughs> we obtained... A July 30th, 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, where Hunter Biden wrote the following, quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. In other words, where, haven't you sent the money yet? Yeah. yeah. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this Venmo. now before it gets out of hand, and now means like tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, meaning Zheng, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, that would be the big guy, big guy. and every person he knows, which would be everybody, and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction, I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Oh, who, who said that, by the way? That was Hunter Biden. You know, you know what's crazy, too, about what you read, too, in setting that up? What? Is that you said the prosecutors <clears throat> were delaying and blocking their own investigators. So the people that are doing the investigation, the police, right? You know, Law and Order, you know, the TV show, you've got, you've got the attorneys and you've got the police investigating. So it's like the lawyers are saying, no, 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 don't, don't look into. So basically the people who are charged with prosecuting these crimes were stopping any evidence from being collected. Well, the people pr trying to do the work were trying to do the work. It was the people right. above them that right. were That's stopping I mean. them. Yeah, the, 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 the lawyers who are supposed to prosecute the crime are keeping the investigators from finding the evidence they need to prosecute the crime. It's insanity. More on this in hour two. We haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. That's not the good stuff? Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Back after this.
All right, 9 o'clock, hour two, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Look, Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's doing the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down, as always. Glad you're a part of the show. Let's do roll call now. Check on in in the chat, whichever chat you're in, city and state from where you're watching. Let us know where you're watching from tonight. Also, let us know if you're a first-time viewer. We always like that. The boys will uh, monitor the roll call. Anything good comes across, let us know. I got a few already. All right, very uh, good. I've been I've been kind of paying attention as the as the show's going on. People have been checking in. Uh, we got uh, Peanuts out of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico checking in. Nice. Uh, we got ah. Kenai, Alaska, Bren AK-67 up there in Alaska. You got Bath, New York, Deplane, De, De Illinois. How do you say that? Deplane, Deplane. <laughs> Des Plains. Uh, Pyro Fritz in Reno, Nevada. Reno is a fun city. You got to check that out. Flanders, New York. Flanders, just down the street from us. Uh, you got uh, Emmett. In Idaho, check no Emmett, Idaho, checking in Palmer sixty fifty six and Vale, Arizona, also checking in. <laughs> Emmett, well, Mr. Emmett, Mapp over Emmett, here. Emmett in Idaho. Oh no, no, Emmett, Idaho. Emmett, Idaho. It's like Joe Biden for crying out loud. All right, so roll call. Keep them coming. We'll uh, we'll continue to uh, check in. We like to do this now every night where people are watching from. Uh, always interesting to see where the Live from Studio 6B audience is coming from. Make sure you follow us on social media, too. Go over to livefromstudio6b.com. I think 500 or so of you did it last night. Let's get another 500 tonight. Sign up at the website. It's absolutely free. Become a member, uh, and you'll immediately get a 10% off coupon. If you want to go take a look at that 4th of July collection that just mm. came out, you can use that coupon when you sign up for free to be a member. And if you have a mobile device, make sure you put notifications on because you'll get other coupons and stuff through mobile that we send out each and every day, sometimes twice a day. And you get little cute messages from me like, come on, man, this ain't calculus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, make sure you do that as well. Live from Studio6B.com. It's free. Sign up for a member over there and follow us on our social media at LFS6B.com. All right, let's do some sports to kick off our two since we didn't do it in the last segment. And here with that is Rick, uh, Rick Emirati at Slick Rick Sports. Follow him on social media. And sports, of course, is brought to you, as always, by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our promo code. Gets you great discounts over at MyPillow. We appreciate when you do use it. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, let's get to that NCAA elimination game, uh, College World Series. Looking to get to the championship final is LSU and Wake Forest battling it out. No score. Top of the eighth. Fantastic game. Let's see. Top of the eighth. And uh, LSU has men on first and second. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep track of that. But the winner goes to face the Florida Gators. So we're looking forward to that. That World Series will kick off on Saturday. And earlier today in golf, the Travelers Championship Round 1, TPC River Highlands, Cromwell, Connecticut. Big D, your old stomping grounds up there. Uh, $20 million purse, and your favorite golfer hit a hole-in-one today for the first time in 230 PGA tournaments. First time ever Rory McIlroy popped a hole-in-one today on his drive. Unbelievable. He dedicated and it to you, too. He did. He dedicated it to you yeah. in Connecticut. Big yeah. D. It's a nice course over there at Cromwell, Connecticut, the Travelers, over there at TPC Highlands. And, yep. uh It's got the best... I don't know about the best, but it's one of the top finishing four holes in golf. You've got the uh, drivable 15th, which is the par four, water up on the left by the green. Then you've got the par three 16th, which you go back over the water, which is a nice little hole, challenging. You've got to hit a good shot. 
And then 17, you tee off way up on the hill. Nice. And you and you go down into the fairway, and you got water going all the way down the right side, and then it kind of dog legs to the right over to the green. It's a tough second shot into the green. Oh yeah, of course. And then 18, 18's a little easier, but you got to hit a good drive, and then you and then you hit into the the theater of uh, people. You know, have a hundred thousand people sitting on the hill there. It's a great finishing hole. So a lot can happen because you can drive the 15th green. And make eagle or definitely make birdie if you want to be aggressive. So there's a lot you can do. It's a great finishing four holes in golf is uh, this week at TPC. Oh, is that where you met Lee Trevino? Uh, no, I met no. him at Weathersfield Country Club where I grew up. Oh, Connecticut. And, um, but the guys will tear the court. They're, they're getting so good now. They're just, it's impossible to do. The guys will, you know, 20-something under will win this tournament. Wow. They'll just tear the course up. Where most average guys can't go out there and break 100 on that course. So. What's your best? Obviously, you've played it. You're talking about the dog leg. Well, yeah, I, I played it a lot. So I don't, I don't know. I, I you don't know. know probably in the '80s. Well, then yeah, I don't think I don't know if I've ever broken eighty. Year, there. the year you played it, or no? I was a good golfer. I was, I was <laughs> right. a good golfer. Yeah, good golfer. Uh, Denny McCarthy uh, led all in the first round with a ten under today, Big D, and Adam Scott and Keegan Bradley both shot an eight under to round out the top three. And uh, let's get to a couple of baseball scores real quick. Rays over the Royals, 5-3 in the top of the eighth. End of the fifth, the Mariners mauling, and I mean mauling the Yankees, 10 nothing. Okay. <laughs> Nobody cares. Final from earlier today, let's see. Braves beat the Phillies 5-1. to one. Diamondbacks nip the Nationals 5-3. The Red Sox get romped by the Twins 6-zip. Guardians 6-1 over the Athletics. Padres pound the Giants 10-zip. And the Marlins over the Pirates 6-4. The 11-in-a-row Cincinnati Reds, well, they had a day off today. So we'll see how they do tomorrow night as they continue to extend that streak. Uh, one quick story we got from earlier today, Big D. Uh, this is uh, NHL. Uh, some good news for a change out of the NHL. Uh, let's see. This is uh, from Politi- what is this, political me? Yeah, political post-millennial, excuse me. Big D sent me this earlier tonight. And this is NHL announces teams will no longer wear LGBTQ pride jerseys. Finally, some good news. On Thursday, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said the teams would no longer be wearing themed jerseys for warm-ups during specialty nights like Pride Night. He made it a general statement, Big D. Bettman, Bettman told Sportsnet following the NHL's Board of Governors meeting on Thursday, I've suggested that it would be appropriate for clubs not to change their jerseys and warm-ups because it's become a distraction and taking away from the fact that all of our clubs and some form or another host nights in honor of various groups or causes, and we'd rather them continue to get the appropriate attention that they deserve and not to be a distraction. The commissioner mentioned that some fans may be concerned about the timing, as this comes during Pride Month, with Bettman responding, I agree those are legitimate concerns, but in the final analysis, all of the emphasis and efforts on the importance of these, these various causes have been undermined by the distraction of which teams, which players chose not to wear the jerseys. This way, we're keeping the focus on the game and on, and on these special nights uh, uh, we're going to be focused on the cause. So he's all about the cause, Gary Bettman, Big D. But yeah. no more, no more. He's getting, jerseys. he's getting the message, yeah. like everyone else is, slowly oh, yeah. but surely, that yep. this, this is not where your audience is. Exactly. Yep. So exactly. Uh, you better find ways to support it in other ways if you're going to support it, because this is not where your audience is at. It's just that simple. Yep. And, and did, 
Good. One, one more quick thing. NBA draft underway. I know everybody in the chat's been asking me about the draft. Not, but anyway, round, round one. <laughs> <laughs> round one. You have been there for a second. I was like, yeah, oh, really? I was, NBA, I was like, what, what, NBA, was like what, what are you talking about? Nothing but, a, nothing but Ajita. Okay. We got Victor <laughs> Weminyama. He was uh, the center. He went uh, He went to, well, the Spurs, to no one's surprise, the center from France. Yeah. He's, the, he's supposed to be the next second coming of the Michael yeah. Jordan, LeBron James era. He looks more like Manu Bold to me, quite frankly. I mean, he does to me, too. I don't know how. That body holds up 82 games for for any number of years, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Brandon yeah. Miller from Bama, uh, the, the small forward, uh, shooting forward from Charlotte, small forward, and Scoot Henderson, the point guard. He's he's going to Portland. So uh, anyway, good luck on the NBA draft. I'll have a few more updates a little bit later. That's all right. Wrap. All right, Slick Rick. Sports brought to you by My Pillow. So back to the Biden document and the Biden document, the FBI whistleblower document today. And so just a couple of the of the headlines here because I I, I really would. If you have the time, you really should go read it. It's on our social media. You don't need to read. You're not going to read all 224 pages, but just read the first. Start on page 11, like I did, and go through. I don't know. It's like page uh, 50 or something, where he just his opening statement testimony is what you want to read before they start getting into the back and forth with the attorneys and all that, uh, because it's it's really unbelievable. Um, but just some of the other bullets. So again, just just this affirmative effort constantly. From the top of the DOJ to decline investigative steps that would have helped them build this case. But a couple of the other bullet points. So right after where we left off, after this WhatsApp communication that they have on the phone, where he's basically blackmailing the guy and using his father. Now, it would be great to know if Joe Biden was actually in the room. I'm going to say, of course, he was because he says he is. And when it comes to this stuff, as much as this guy is obviously a lying, drug-dealing weasel, and, and as a witness, you couldn't obviously rely on anything the guy said as truth. But the fact that this was on his WhatsApp message and it was sent to this guy, I, I, I bet you dollars to donuts that Joe Biden was sitting there. But guess what? We're never going to know. We will never know because the upper, the upper echelon at the DOJ did not want to look into and one of the girls actually used, I think, the term the big guy. Didn't want to ask questions <laughs> about dad. Didn't want to ask any questions about dad. Search requests for Biden's guest house after they thought that there was going to be uh, information there. Denied. Even though they thought it likely contained evidence. Denied. This assistant U.S. Uh, attorney rejected a search warrant affidavit of Hunter's storage unit. And you say, well, geez, that's bad enough. Oh, but guess what? They tipped off his lawyer before that, that, they were, that that's what they were thinking about doing. So what do you think happened to all the evidence that was in there? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not only did they not go in, <laughs> but they out. tipped him off that, that, what, of what the strategy was before. Um, now, there was support at one point, they say in this document, for charging Hunter Biden with tax-related crimes back from 2014, from 14 to 19. But they would have had to charge him in D.C. because that was where the venue was. That's where he basically resided at the time. And the Biden appointed U.S. attorney in D.C., guess what he said? Um, no, he didn't support uh, the uh, charges. Uh, I knew it. Yeah, he didn't support the charges. Of course he didn't. So David Weiss, who was in charge of this whole thing, requested special counsel authority from Maine Justice at one point to charge Hunter Biden in the District of Columbia well, guess what that request went on? Well, it went on deaf ears, and then it was denied by the DOJ. 
all of these steps for them to build. This is why when we all were like five years, how could this take five years? It take five minutes. Any, any prosecutor worth his salt could build this case in three months tops. Well, you couldn't build it in three months if at every turn you were getting, you were getting denied everything you wanted. Basic, you know, basic things. Hey, why couldn't you buy? Why couldn't you um, bake the cake? Uh, well, every time I asked for eggs, they said no. Every time I asked for a flour, they said no. Every time I asked for a pan to put it in, they said no. So what can you do? You can't bake the cake, right? And, and that's and, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and again, it's the prosecutors. The so basically, what you're saying, based on everything you've you've told us so far, is Hunter didn't need a defense attorney. He had the prosecutors working for him anyway, so he didn't need a defense attorney because the prosecutors were defending him, were blocking it every every turn, were were denying everything they could, and and of course you're not going to bake a cake. You're not going to be allowed in the kitchen. Well, it's even worse than that. It was the FBI directly themselves, not even people from the Justice Department. Like the FBI at one point, he says, we're going to go out and do like these 15 interviews. So he was in California, I think, at the time. So FBI leadership tipped off, again, (laughs) Biden family insiders that they were coming out to California to confront them. They were going to physically confront Hunter Biden. They got tipped off once again that they were coming out to seek an interview uh, with these criminal investigators. They essentially tipped them off and the whole group of people that were close to Biden and to Hunter Biden that they were coming out. And they gave them an opportunity to basically obstruct. You, you really should read it. Really should read it. 13 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. More on this and some other news when we get back right after this. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's going to do some more news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. And you, of course, the live from Studio 6B audience in the Getter chat. Some of you over at the website. Chat is on not on the website tonight, which I don't know why. We'll have to figure that out. But uh, uh, so far, we've had 103 people sign up at the website tonight to be a free member. We need more than that to do. We had 515 last night. So let's get over to live from Studio 6B.com. Make sure you sign up. It's absolutely free. It takes about two seconds, especially if you use your Google or Facebook or one of those other things to log in and sign up. It takes literally five seconds. And uh, then you'll be on and you get a free 10% coupon. Those 4th of July shirts are sharp. Some of those designs are absolutely beautiful. Those 4th of July shirts are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of great stuff on the website. So head over there live from studio6b.com and sign up to become a member. Uh, so a couple of the other big bullet points that I want you to know about out of this whistleblower disclosure today because there's people in the Trump administration that's got some, uh, have some questions to be answered, specifically Bill Barr, who has become such a disaster. And here I was when he first came in, big fan, no, no more um, principled person than Bill Barr is, what I think the exact words I used when he came in and when Trump selected him. 
And uh, that might be the dumbest statement ever said now looking back because he clearly has no principles, clearly, other than get Trump. So he's on the, that's basically, he's, you know, he's over there with not a lot of space between him and everybody else on the left. Get Trump is how he wakes up and figures, let me, how, what, what can I do to get Trump? Let me go on MSNBC, CNN. How many times can I go on these networks again? Well, Bill Barr might want to, they might want to call Bill Barr back in front of some congressional hearing and ask him about this whole thing about what he sent to Delaware in the 1023 on Biden, because one of the attorneys in this IRS case who oversaw the Biden criminal tax investigation told Congress this week in this testimony that despite running the entire tax case, I think this is the second whistleblower that has remained anonymous. He was never shown the FBI form 1023 alleging the $5 million bribe payment to Biden through foreign businesses. So that is in absolute direct contradiction to, I believe, what Bill Barr said, claiming that the FBI form and all of that was forwarded to Delaware. Because I remember tweeting at the time thinking, why would you send it to Delaware where investigations go to die given the Biden's own everybody in Delaware. Yeah. At the time, I thought, why Delaware? It seems so strange to send it there. Well, this, the, the guy, the U.S. attorney overseeing the thing says he's never known about this. Never saw the 1023 form. So somebody's lying, clearly, yeah. about that. Hmm. Well, maybe, you know, he sent it to Delaware. Maybe he sent it to the Bidens directly. You know, maybe it's in the garage next to the, uh, next to the Corvette. Now, the other person who's clearly lying, or at least needs to get called in front of a, is, of course, the attorney general. Because the attorney general, and the videos out there, can't be that hard to find, said that Mr. Weiss and David Weiss has full authority to bring charges in any district he likes. Well, if you read the document today, that was only true so long as he got the approval of President Biden's political appointee in that district first which puts the chances of that happening at 0%, (laughs) which Merrick Garland knows damn well is true. Right. That's like, remember, remember the, uh, the FBI whistleblowers when they were testifying, as soon as people found out in the FBI that they were, they were, uh, basically whistleblowers, they changed the policy. Well, now you can be a whistleblower, but you got to bring it to us first and we have to approve you to be a whistleblower. So (laughs) you can't make this stuff up. It's insanity. Congress has been uh, grossly misled and lied to through a lot of this, folks. And I don't know what it's going to take. And I didn't even get into Matthew Graves' part in this whole thing today because I haven't had time to dig that far down. Uh, This is the person responsible for all the J6ers almost and the overreach and the overcharging that he's done on this. And he's had, he spent all his time doing that, clearly had no time to follow up on any of this as he shut every single thing down that could have proved to build a case against Hunter Biden at every turn he could. And the other true amazing thing today about this is, once again, I said this before, I just want to close with that, is the media. And the fact that this gets no play today at all on any website, on almost any show. And you think about the whistleblower stuff that we heard about for three years, this collusion, nonsense drivel between Trump, Russia, 
whistleblower this, and they printed it and ran it for three years every day, 24-7. This whistleblower's account is so much more incredibly damning than any piece of crap we ever saw come out from any of these people, and it gets no time, which is why you have nothing but vile contempt for these people in the media, and which you should. Because they're actively working against you, the same as all of these people in uh, Washington, D.C. are. FBI knew in 2019 the hard, the, the hard drive was not only real, authenticated, but full of crimes. Any media that wanted to do their job would have gone out and figured out that they'd known about it and figured out that it was real. But what did they do? They ran cover. Got people banned. Got publications banned. These people have no interest in, the, in, in you. They have no interest in the, the good of the country. They have no interest in any kind of doing any kind of reasonable job to inform you. Which is why most of you hate most of them. And I can't say that I blame you. So, all right, let's do some other news. And here with that is Rick Delgado. Mm. News is brought to you by our friends over at earlytreatmentmeds.com. A lot of orders coming in for the ivermectin. I don't know, people, I guess there's stuff going around, or I don't know, I'm not sure what, but uh, early treatment meds, our code LFS6P, will get you 50% off that early treatment pack and put it in your... uh, Put it in your cabinet there in your bathroom and hope to never have to use it. But I'll tell you, it's a good peace of mind knowing you've got it. Uh, yeah. What's going on, Rick? It's almost like prepping, like we were talking about, uh, you know, yeah. the, my patriots. Get yourself ready. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get yourself ready. Uh, check this story out because it, it's right in line with what you were talking about with early treatment meds. As a top Canadian politician apologized to the unvaccinated. Yes, you heard that right. Um, Daniel St- Danielle Smith, the current premier of Alberta in Canada, has done something remarkable. She took the bold and unprecedented step of apologizing to unvaccinated Canadians who were faced with unfair treatment from the government throughout the entire pandemic, she said. But Ms. Smith actually went beyond just issuing an apology. Danielle actually made a promise. Anyone who was terminated from their job to their refusal Uh, of the COVID-19 vaccine will be reinstated, she said. Now, that's not the type of uh, humility humility you might hear from politicians these days, but this is coming from her. Again, she is the current premier of Alberta, Canada. Um, The apology and promise from Ms. Smith sent a powerful message to the globalist elites that you were all wrong, and now everybody knows it. Thanks to her humility, uh, Smith has set a new standard in political leadership. Her acknowledgement of the horrors faced by the unvaccinated and her willingness to take responsibility for the government's disgusting actions during the pandemic shows she has the potential to be a great leader. However, the proof is in the pudding. Next time something like this happens, and you know it will, we hope that Danielle will be on the better side with the people and not with the government this coming from uh revolver yeah so well besides revolver i encourage you to go over to the washington examiner read jack uh jack elbaum's piece from uh thursday june 22nd which of course is this, today this morning it came out uh about the emails that were uncovered out of a freedom of information act between rochelle walensky and francis collins who was fauci's boss about how they knew that breakthrough cases were already happening just as vaccines were becoming widely available. New emails show COVID vaccine mandates were based on a total and absolute lie. That out this morning from the Washington Examiner. Nothing we didn't already know. Those of us who have 
tried to objectively think about this stuff. All right, 26 past the hour. Live from Studio 6B. More to do after this. from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Dogat is going to do some more news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. And you, the live from Studio 6B audience, we always appreciate you giving us a few hours of your night each and every weekday night, 8 to 10. Uh, what do you got over there, Delgado? I got lots of places checking in, like Grand Island, Nebraska, Enterprise, West Virginia, Syracuse, New York, oh. South Philly in the house, Chester, Texas, Western Kentucky, Elkhart, Indiana, Cape Hayes, Florida. This was a lot of cool places I never heard of before. Texas City, Texas. To think they got a Texas City, Texas out there. Uh, let's see, Grable, Wyoming, uh, Kitana Beach. Is that what that is that what I wrote? I can't read my own. Carlsbad, California, checking in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh Hurls, Maine or Hulls, Maine. Uh let's see. Uh, Valley, Alabama. Eagle Wone is che- <laughs> Eagle Wone is checking in from Mars. So we have our first interstellar uh viewer, which is right. nice that that you know we reach out that far. Very nice. Uh, Quint nice. 1970, 1975 checking in from from straight out of DuPont, Griffin, Georgia. Brait, Michigan, and uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, among many places checking in tonight. Okay, very good. Uh, straight out of DuPont will be tomorrow night shirt. It's already for sale on the website because mm. I knew that was going to be the other <laughs> shirt I wore this week besides this MAGA by Mana shirt that I'm wearing tonight, which is just a fantastic. And thank you for all of the co- uh, comments about the blue it's being such a nice blue. Um, yeah, it's a nice blue. I do enjoy this color blue. So my um, 2 a.m. Naked Hammer Fight Club is in this blue as well, which Ooh. I'll be wearing next week. Or maybe I'll wear that tomorrow because you're doing what even is that. Yes, so I don't know. I we'll have to see. Uh, make sure you go over to live from Studio6B.com. Uh, a little, little slower tonight over there than it was last night. Uh, about 150 so far of you have signed up over at the website. Make sure you go over there. Sign up to be a free member because you'll get great stuff. And all you got to do is just... Take five seconds and sign up as a member live from Studio6B.com. Um, you think about Hunter Biden. Think about the laptop. Think about um, everything we've gone through. Think about the foreign bribes, the cash we keep hearing about, all the money. You think about this text that he had basically threatening this guy, saying, my dad's sitting next to me. And he's, we're going to have also serious questions about why the money is not showing up. And if I don't hear from you in the next couple hours, I'm going to put the big guy here to business with all the people he knows in Washington to come after you or make your life hell if the money doesn't show up. And here we are with the Department of Justice and an FBI who has known all of this, sits on all this information, and in order to protect the then vice president, now president, and his son is looking to put the former president in jail for the rest of his life 
on nonsense to distract from the real crimes that they're sitting on top of. It's really a sobering thought when you think about that this is the United States of America. It's disgusting. It, it really is depressing. It is a dangerous time in this country right now and where we're headed in so many ways. We talked about education yesterday. We see what's going on with our kids. We see the targeting of our kids in so many different ways. We see the tearing down of our founding documents. We see the tearing down of the history of this country. We see the, the rewriting, the, wanted, the rewriting of the history of this country, the 1619 Project as opposed to 1776. We see the, um, the left as they own not only the, the language and the nomenclature, but the entertainment, most big businesses, the education system, most of the teachers, all left-leaning, hard-left Democrat Marxists. Um, and you see how the left continues to permeate, continues to push their agenda. Nothing gets in their way. Nothing stops them. You see the problems we're starting to have in the, in the, um, in the judiciary, the targeting of the Supreme Court, where we are with that. Fundamental rights cases that you would think would be 9 nothing or 5-4. Uh, decisions that should be nine nothing the other way five four, so you get you get some justice who wakes up, or you get the Democrats if they win in twenty four, and you get two more appointments or even one appointment to the Supreme Court. I mean, I I don't know how the country survives this. You see what's going on. Not even to speak of obviously the border and what's going on there. The demographic change that the Democrats continue to push for, and as they see new voters, uh, the change in some of these states. In Virginia, places that used to be solid red are now absolutely solid blue, probably forever. Think about California, places like New York, what's happening, Illinois, people leaving these states, revenue leaving, people going to other places. And you think about 24, you think about the problems in our elections, what ground have we really made there? It's arguable that we've made any, any, any progress. People like uh, Pressler, Scott Pressler, already waving the right flat, white flag going, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Doesn't matter who the candidate is. We're, we're not ready. Um, I'll tell you, it, it is, uh, it is, this is why we got to be in the fight each and every day. I don't mean to bum you out here. It's just the reality of where we are. You need to understand where we are, because if you don't understand where we are and you don't understand who you're fighting, I don't, you can't get into the fight. I mean, the Democrat Party is, um, there's not much about America that they have any interest <laughs> in preserving or even like. And it's more and more, seemingly more and more like that every day. As they control all of these entities. So we have got our work cut out for us to save this country for our kids and for their kids if they want to grow up in, in any kind of resembling what we grew up in. Even resembling that. You, you, you seriously stop and think about how different it is for your kids right now, if you have kids, than it was for you. It is a, it, it is a much different, it is a much different place in many ways. Sure. Yes, yeah, night and day. Night and day. But you know what? As crazy as it all is, and as as 
depressing as it all sounds, part of me is pretty happy. Why? Because the people that used to think, hey, this doesn't look right, and were called wackos, and oh, you're just being a nutbag, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Guess what? More and more people are starting to, to notice this now. So the more we can expose, the more people that are opening their eyes, even if it's just to say, hey, you know what? I don't like what's going on at my school, or I don't think this is right. Um, there's the only, I mean, the only way we get past it, Damon, is to expose it. Um, because that's the only way people can react. If they, do, if they just keep their head down and think, oh, it's not, it's not going to bother me until it does bother you. And a lot more people are finding out that now this is starting to bother them. Um, you know, whether it was because they were too busy, they were too busy with kids and life and work and this and paying bills and what, what have you. Now they're seeing their entire lives being kind of impacted. So I think, so in a way it's good because a lot of people are starting to wake up. They're starting to notice these things. The things that, that you know, oh, that person's a wackadoo. Oh, what do they know? They, uh, the government's not really doing it. Oh, really? Now they're starting to go, hey, what the heck is going on here? So as bad as it sounds, I feel like we're kind of getting to the rock bottom part where enough people are saying enough is enough. You're starting to see it in the school systems with the parents and even the kids are saying, you know what? This is stupid. I'm not doing this. I'm not calling this kid a cat. The kid's not a cat. Your kid is not a cat. Tell your stupid kid to stop being a cat because they're not a cat. Don't crap on the floor. Don't eat on the floor. Don't go outside and scratch up trees. You're a stupid kid. Get over it. Next week, you'll think you're you're a light switch. You'll have to deal with that for a week. Get the kid some help. Maybe he's got a problem. Maybe you might want to look into it. Your kid's not perfect. Nobody's kids are perfect. Just deal with it. But don't sit there and be like, well, my, my child is, you know, so, so wonderful. They're just exploring themselves. You know, at some point, <laughs> you might have to say, hey, I think my kid's got a, got a mental problem. And want to deal with it before they turn into a serial killer and start hacking up people. I don't know. Um, if you look at what happened in Virginia the other day with the, um, the votes that they had their, uh, whatever it was, primary day or just... Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that you, well, your message, you, you, what you just said, is actually true. Because if you look at the three Soros-funded DAs, all three of them won. Um, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that's exactly true. Well, you're talking about Virginia, though. And yeah, where the where, um, yes, with a with a Republican governor, right? But but you still got a lot of influence from D.C. and. Some people might be like, well, that person, they say the right thing on the campaign trail, but they're not looking into who's funding them. You know what I mean? So, so there's, there's still a lot of work that has to get done, but I think the more and more we kind of expose them, I mean, that's our job. Let's just expose it. This is, this is what the real media should be doing, holding, holding feet to the fire of these people and exposing them for all their lies, all their criminal acts, everything. Like, like if you, there are so many potential Woodward and Bernsteins out there that could have, could have like, you know, really made a name for themselves and, and you know, taken the mantle and carried it forward, but they're all bought off and paid for by the mainstream media because they're beholden to the check. And they want to be in with the cool kids, and they want to—they want to rub shoulders. They want to hang out and uh, go to dinner parties and, and eat, eat uh, you know, uh, what's that stupid stuff? The caviar. They, Whoa, you know, caviar. Yeah, exactly. The First kids is to, Rockefeller. Yeah, the kids want to go to the same schools as that person. So we got, you know, they're, they're willing to sell out everything because they think it won't affect that. They won't come for them eventually. 
but they will. All right, let's do some news um, before we wrap it up here. We'll do sports in the next segment and then maybe a little more news. I also have the other half of um, the Ways and Means Committee. We didn't get to that yet, but let's do a little news. And here with that's Rick Delgado. What's going uh, on? Right. Well, check this out. Coming from our buddy, uh, friend of the show, Matt Margolis at PJ Media. He says he's got a story here uh, on PJMedia.com. AI says conservative women are more attractive than liberal women. Duh. I'm sure you already knew this, but science confirms it now. According to a recent study conducted in Denmark, conservative women are more attractive than liberal women. I think we see that every day. Uh, Danish researchers utilize an artificial intelligence model to examine the attractiveness and happiness levels of conservative and liberal female politicians in photographs, and conservative female politicians were perceived as more attractive and exhibited greater happiness in the analyzed photos compared to their liberal counterparts. Approximately 3,200 publicly submitted photos of political candidates who ran in the 2017 Danish municipal elections were used for this study. The researchers inputted the photos into the Microsoft Azure's Face API tool to evaluate the person's emotional state with 80% of the faces analyzed, red as happy, and 19 red as neutral for females, though not males. High attractive scores were found among those the model identified as likely to be conservative. The study concludes these results are credible given that the previous research using human raters has also highlighted a link between exact uh, between attractiveness and conservatism. So, yes, not only are they ugly on the inside, they're ugly on the outside. Ugly. There you go. And that's science, by the way. She says Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes, she's in this. I live from Studio 6B on a Thursday. The FBI whistleblower has put out a new affidavit here since we've been on the air, I believe. Really? And I'll tell you what it is in regards to, because I have it in front of me, and it's something we have, uh, well, we just talked about. So what do you know? We'll get to that and sports when we get back right after this. Studio 6B13 to the hour on a Thursday night. Always appreciate you giving us a few hours of your nights. Look, Rick's been doing sports. Rick Delgado's been doing the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down, as always, doing a fantastic job. Uh, let's get to the LOL of the day, Aaron. Uh, I haven't had time to do much funny stuff. And today a was a, kind of a serious <laughs> show with what's going on in the country right now. Very. I know people in the chat are like, come on, how about something funny? And I mean, there's always a lot of time for funny, but sometimes uh, we've got to get dig into this stuff because. You know, I bet there's people today, some of you knew some of this, but I'll bet there's people who knew none of it. So we've, we've got to dig in and get to some of these uh, some of these headlines. That's why you have to watch Rav pretty much all day long. Um, yep. Because everybody's covered it, at least on this network, which is maybe one of the only that has covered it all day. Uh, but the LOL of the day, Biden was had Prime Minister Modi from <laughs> India around, and they got together, and they were out on the White House lawn. And, uh, well, I don't know what Joe thought was happening. Well, I do know what he thought was happening. <laughs> he thought they were going to play Hail to the Chief and then the Star Spangled Banner, I believe. Well, that wasn't quite the case, and Joe kind of realized it and didn't know what to do. So, well, 
He did this. Roll it. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. That... Buffoon. <laughs> buffoon and a half. Just a buffoon. Maybe he was trying to decide if those beats were the drums or his heart. <laughs> right. Is this thing working? Oh, thank oh. God. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, boy. It's never been that loud. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That doesn't mean they're going. That just means that you're there. It doesn't mean they're going into the national anthem, necessarily. Oh, boy. So, um... All right, let's do a little more sports. And here at That's Slick Rick, what's going on, pal? Well, what do you know? We got one more rodeo. And KRC543 checking in from the Get a Chat said that uh, they got their uh, order in for a Let's Go to the Rodeo shirt. They sent in their receipt for uh, Mike Lindell's uh, sheets. And man, we, oh, we go, yeah. Big D. If you, uh, if you shop at Lindell and you buy yep. something and he, he sends you your email showing that you used their code, forward it to us. And then say, hey, man, send me that MAGA by Mana shirt because it looks pretty good in that blue, Big D. We'll send it to you for free. Well, here we go, Big D. Greeley, Colorado. Steer Wrestling, second round. Brandon and uh, Darcy Kirsch in a tie, 3.7 seconds each. And uh, Team Roping, second round. Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe, four seconds flat. Tie down. Ty Harris, 7.3 seconds. Wow, what a great name for that. Barrel Racing, Jordan Briggs, 16.58 tenths. Total payout on this photo, 448000 $1,780, and this will go on through the weekend. And how about again, back to the Get a Chat. Shemp1918 checking in, longtime follower. Shot a 74 today at Goose River in Maine, Big D. He was wow. minus one on the front. And what did he shoot on the back overall. nine? Hey, plus two overall. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're one of those here. No, no. Shemp <laughs> had a good score today, so good to Shemp up in Maine. Good stuff. What course? Uh, that would be the Goose River. No, that doesn't. So is that a golf, real golf course, or is that something that has like a you hit, it through, hit it through the uh, elephant's nose or hit it through the? Uh, I don't know, big. So it's a real course. He's claiming it's a real course. That's Shot what he 70, said, Champ. Yep. Seventy I, I, what? I got it in the chat. Seventy-four. Nice, nice score. That's impressive. That's very impressive. And speaking of impressive, how about this Wake Forest LSU College World Series elimination game to head to the championship? Now, if I was Ed Henry, I would be dumping Paul Nolan upon right. hearing that I and asking know. Shemp right. to uh, be my partner in the Rav uh, Never Open. Yeah, but it exactly. sounds like it sounds like that open got <laughs> sounds like that open got scratched literally. Uh, so here we go. Big, <laughs> we got a bunch of scratch golfers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the cat. Scratch fever. Uh, here we go. NCAA Big D. No score. LSU throwing a two-hitter through 10 innings. So this is really something special. The winner will obviously open up on Saturday against the Gators for the College World Series Championship. So we'll be uh, keeping track of that as well tomorrow night. While baseball scores, well, we just want to get in that Yankees score. What is that? 10 nothing. The Yankees are trailing the Mariners right now. Bottom of the eighth. Can't end soon enough. But like Rick said, good thing. It's only one game. And just one quick story I want to get to Big D. City of Philadelphia asked NASCAR track to help with I-95 repairs. Eric Smithling 
of Yardbarker. Plans to reopen Interstate 95 in Philadelphia hit a snag when rain hit the area. That's when officials at Pocono Raceway saved the day. On Thursday, Pocono Raceway brought a jet dryer used to keep the track dry to Philadelphia to keep the scheduled rebuild of a section of Interstate 95 on track as the area experiences rain. On Sunday, June 11th, a tanker carrying 8,500 gallons of gasoline overturned. The crash caused gasoline to leak into the roadway and catch fire, which resulted in the bridge collapse. We received a call from the Secretary of Transportation, Mike Carroll, yesterday. Pocono Raceway President Ben May told Lehigh Valley News. Uh, May's friendly relationships with Carroll and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro helped spur the idea of using the huge dryer, which is used at Pocono Raceway to keep the track dry on race days. I'm sure a lot of people don't know this, but NASCAR race cars don't have to tread on don't have to tread on the tires," said May. "They're slick, so they can't race with any type of moisture. Between NASCAR and the racetracks, we have a lot of equipment to dry the racetrack in a very quick fashion." Governor Shapiro set the date of the, this weekend, June 24th, 25th, for the reopening of I-95. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that big D. That's a wrap in sports. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick, very good. Thanks very much. Uh, let's go to some viewer email here. Lorna says, first time on RAV, you all are amazing. I have lived for 80 years. God wow, bless. God wow. bless. Beautiful. And I've seen a lot of changes in our country. Nothing in all these years in government has been as dangerous as what is happening now. We yeah. all need to pray that God will be merciful and give us direction. Sometimes we actually need to fight for what we believe. Lorna, thank you very much for the email, and you're absolutely right. And God bless. So um, very good. We'd love to get emails like that. Love to get emails from first-time viewers who uh, just found the show. So let me just quickly, uh, this came out, I think, tonight. And it's dated June 12th, so it's about, what, 10 days ago. And we were just talking about this. This is another whistleblower disclosure from Gary Shapley. And he says, um, basically lays out that he's a whistleblower, the testimony he gave. And this is just an addendum to that. And he says, most recently, former Attorney General Bill Barr provided an interview in which he stated that information provided by a confidential human source concerning an alleged bribery scheme by President Joe Biden was received through the Pittsburgh USAO. Uh, United States Attorney's Office, and was determined it was not likely to have been disinformation. According to Attorney General Barr, quote, it was provided to the ongoing investigation in Delaware to follow up and to check out, end quote. Just what I was talking about. Why to Delaware? This is exactly what we just said. Well, he follows that by saying, neither I nor the line IRS agents acting under my supervision, nor the FBI agents working with the IRS CI were ever provided the confidential human source information that Attorney General Barr recently referenced was sent to Delaware to have been checked out. Prosecutors never provided such information to IRSCI. As such, neither IRSCI nor the FBI agents working with them were provided the opportunity to conduct a proper investigation into the allegations presented uh, by this confidential human source. I, along with the other investigators, requested to be a part of briefings that the Delaware USAO and the DOJ were having with the Pittsburgh USAO during the investigation, but our requests were denied. If they had participated in those briefings, we would have ensured that proper investigative steps were conducted to determine the veracity of the information provided by CHS, as it would have likely been material to the ongoing criminal investigation of Hunter Biden. Um. So my read of this, he's saying, hey, uh, Bill, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. 
At least that's the way I read it. Yep, that's the way it sounds. So unless you send it to somebody who's the only person who's seen it, none of us saw it, who were working there. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know what has to happen here. If Congress doesn't start taking the money away from these offices and start defunding all of these places like uh, Graves' office, I mean, I don't know what else there is to do. This is so outrageous, it's scary. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, all emergency personnel, everybody on the front lines protecting us, all our farmers, all our truckers, everybody that keeps this great country moving. We need you more than ever. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you to live from Studio 6B audience. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. We'll see you. I thought that was his underwear. Let's go to the- <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night. Hey, hanky-panky. Straight out of DuPont. <laughs> tomorrow night, baby, live from Studio 6B. We're out. 